So today in this episode, I'm talking to Chris Pope. He's the head of digital learning at school. Let's get into this episode right now. Welcome to the All Hallows School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. Chris, welcome to this episode of the podcast. Thank you for being here. How are you today? Yeah, really well. Thank you. Good. It's good to talk to you. Uh, I appreciate you being here uh, and giving up some of your Wednesday afternoon. Uh, I'm dying to know, actually, what, is a, what does a typical Wednesday afternoon look like for you? A Wednesday afternoon actually is quite admin-y for me. It's about looking uh, what's gone well this week so far and then looking ahead to the rest of this week and the next and a bit of next week. Um, so it's a bit of in front of the computer, which probably with my role, I should be doing a bit of that. My year seven tutor group are currently out on games, so they're all uh, playing rugby and uh, hockey at the moment. So oh, okay, it's right. games afternoon for school. Perfect. Of course. Of course. Okay. Now you mentioned about your, your, your position there in school. So you're head of digital learning. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit, first of all, about what that actually means. So head of digital learning, the, the school have decided to go and revamp their uh, digital strategy within the school. Um, if we think about how technology has changed in the last 10, 20 years, it's quite dramatic and it was time for the school to have a bit of a revamp, a, a bit of a rethink how we do things and prepare children for the modern world. Um, mm. And that my role is to help develop that with teachers, students, um, and also myself at the same time. So we're all going and growing along this journey together, which is just to bring potential, how can we modernize our uh, teaching? How can we prepare children for the next steps and their education but also in the wider wider world of life in general oh, i see right mm. so this isn't just about like equipping children with technology it's about changing the way that children learn in school as well because uh, you, you mentioned about teaching there as well yeah it's it's it, we we're in a society now where um everything is uh, comes to us at a drop of a hat we're able to pick things up and move with them very quickly um, and that can be a good thing and sometimes um, a hindrance at the same time. Sometimes some things can move too fast. Sometimes things can become faddy. So it's about um, working our way through that to help develop the way we teach children. I think we uh, look around a lot of schools in the country or even around the world. We're still teaching in the same way as we taught when I was at school and that's 20 years ago and then um, I, don't, I, I don't think change, my, the technology within classrooms has changed potentially but we're now starting to think about how how we teach and what are we teaching children there's a lot of I've done a lot of reading the past couple of weeks in terms of developing our digital strategy for the, that's coming out and there's businesses and governments are looking more at skills rather than mm -hmm. necessarily um, exam results I think mm. that's exams. Exams are a really good point in time, and they're all, but they're only ever a point in time. Yeah, um, you develop a lot to that point, um, but that doesn't necessarily tell you how good you are at collaborating, how you well you are working at, in a team, and within de digital technology, that can bring in that background is that you can actually use how can you use digital technology to show off those skills mm. to show off that knowledge in a different way as well no i see i see it, it's interesting as well that the that the method of um sort of gauging how how appropriate a pupil or a student might be for the workplace has like you say hinged around exam results yeah. for, for such a long time yeah. maybe it's because there hasn't been a clear agreement on what could be a better alternative yeah maybe as well it's the fact that exam results are more easy to or easy to quant quantify to mm. you know for the sake yeah. of comparison 
but but I think everyone agrees that that it's not the right way of doing mm-hmm. things. And the very fact that, you, that the school is embracing these new yeah. ways of doing things, yeah. I, I think it's a fantastic yeah. thing. It really is. Yeah. So this is a new position in school mm-hmm. then, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is indeed. And you're you're new to the school as well? Yeah, new to the school, newish to the local area as well. My wife is uh, from south of Bristol, so sort of, um, yeah, very new to be fair. Okay, and, and where did you grow up then in that case? Uh, I, I'm South Wales originally, um, so uh, I'm a very strong and proud Welshman. Um mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, we had Welsh cakes for uh, breakfast. No, breakfast. Sorry, uh, we had Welsh cakes for uh, break time today, which is quite nice. So it's always every every Wednesday is a Welsh cake. So I always have a little bit of home every Wednesday, which is quite nice. Oh, very good, very good. So does that mean you're a Valleys boy, or are you more Cardiff and Swansea? Uh, I'm more. I'm a Valleys boy. I'm a Valley boy. Although I do support Cardiff rugby because, unfortunately, quite a few years ago now that the Valleys teams got taken away but that's a whole another <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll come to that bit yeah. in, in another episode but yeah. in the meantime never forget mm. your welsh yeah uh, now let, let's talk a little bit about digital learning and mm. w- what inspired you to to follow that as a career path so it's probably worthwhile just going back to where the t- where i got into teaching as well with that so like i've been around and taught children since i was roughly 16 because my background is sailing i'm a big i'm a passionate sailor Okay. And um, I've taught sailing to children since I was 16. So that was part of my journey. I was never the top end, the top echelon. I was never really going to go to the Olympics, but I had a, I decided that uh, I quite liked teaching children and teaching children how to sail. And I've done that. I managed to go to Dubai with that and coach at high standard in Dubai, which is amazing. And then, mm. But then I came back to the UK feeling a bit homesick to be honest I quite like the rain and the cold winters surprisingly you're definitely a Welsh boy aren't you (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) Um, and then um, decided what do I do next it's I've done I've I've done done my trip off gallivanting around a bit traveling around the world what do I do now and this all of it it just dawned on me is that why I've been doing this teaching thing all my life why not almost carry on that and I went into teaching and became became a teacher in a in a in a prep school in Plymouth and um as part of that I was on my first day I remember I got handed a a laptop and said oh you're young you're 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 quite like to use that and it wasn't logged on or anything and then started then that almost started that journey of digital that digital leading because Mm. all of a sudden it was passed on to me because I was one of the younger ones there but that was very slow to start off with. Um, uh, we, were run, we were owned by a bigger company and bigger group and the investment was coming. And I remember one day going to London and as a digital champion for the school. And because I was, I'm quite into digital technology, I quite like that. I quite like new things. I think well, quite a lot of us we like the new shiny stuff. So um, and I really, really started to embrace it a bit in my classroom and went up to London on a training course with a lot of other schools and said, right, in the next two years, we're going to roll out digital technology, one-to-one devices across all of our schools in the UK and Europe. And I was like, right, brilliant, perfect. I want to be part of this. This is brilliant. That's why I put my hand up to it. That's why my head teacher at the time nominated me for it. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, we were locking down. And it was it was quite surreal. And within a week of being notified that we were locking down, we were face-to-face online learning. Mm-hmm. And in that week, I led the whole um a whole school on microsoft teams how to teach online what the wow. best way to do it and Gosh. Well, so it was it was it was more of a baptism of a fire at that point <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, 
but it was wow. amazing. And I, I, that's what I think I really got a bit of a passion for digital technology. At the, uh, to start off with, it was more of a, if you, you're, you'll be good at that, you'll, you quite enjoy it. So you go with it. And then all of a sudden it was actually, you're really now having to lead on this within quite a short space of time. And that was mm. coming up with online timetables, talking to teachers about saying how we have to do face-to-face teaching. It's important for children, children to teach our faces. Uh, see your faces interact with you and have that time have that time with you not and not just teach actually just spend time with children chat to them mm. see how they're doing embrace mm. the well-being side of things as well um and so yeah it, and then it's evolved from there really um so yeah it's, it i really really got the passion for it and the leadership within digital technology at that point i think well i'm glad that that experience in 2020 didn't scare you off in that case but, no. but uh, let's take it then into mm. 2023 2024 mm. i mean you, you mentioned about why it's important for school mm. to, to have the, this in the, the, this embracing of digital learning mm. but how does that actually look from one day to the next if i was a child at school mm-hmm. then then what do i experience so um we're we're very much on the start of our journey at the moment um, some of the things that, to start off with are that we're having new smart boards put into the school. Um, all the teachers have had new Chromebooks, and uh, we've oh, we've already had a, we've already had a set of iPads. And what we're trying to do at the moment is upskill teachers with the use of Google Classroom, with the use of Google Slides. It's, it's a new environment. We're moving from a Microsoft environment to a, a Google environment, so that's a big step in itself. Then for the children on a day to day basis, you're starting to see teachers experiment um you're starting to see teachers model frustration um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and how to deal with that frustration technology doesn't always work and (laughs) it's i think we forget as educators sometimes that everything that we are doing we are completely modeling so when we uh, like i often start a lesson going uh, starting a lesson going right this lesson could go either way i am starting something completely new and i really want to try it out and see how your guys engagements and get your feedback from it and mm-hmm. we're very much in that stage. That's not every lesson. <laughs> That's not we've just chucked everything out when we started again. It's mm-hmm. it's that drip feeding. It's in that oh, pick a subject, pick a lesson where actually you could try um, a an online quiz. You can try and get. Um, you can do virtual whiteboards with iPads with with desktop computers. Um, so we're not into the stages of one to one devices yet. Um, but that's part of the wider strategy further down the line. Um, so that's. So as a child, you're starting to see these sort of drip feeding of different ways of doing things, different ways to engage yourself as a learner, different ways to show off learning as well. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. not the the traditional stand at the front. This is what I know. This is what you now know. Now you need to show me that you know it. It's more of a, right, we're we're going along this journey together. And I think Mm -hmm. where there was some... it's, it was an interesting article I wrote about how teachers are starting to go from the sage at the front, which is basically stand at the front and talk. And then you start to become um, the meddler in the middle almost where children are starting to take ownership of their own learning. And mm. you're just enabling that and challenging them and and making them really struggle because with struggle, you learn, you can't. It's it's really as teachers, we sometimes we want to go, right, I even just drip feeding, giving a step, giving something, it's really hard to even say, stop yourself doing that. And I think that's what um, myself and I'm trying to develop with the teachers is that for the learners to really struggle mm. so they can actually learn yeah. in, in a safe environment as well. Because that's what schools are about. It's the way it's a safe place for you to make a mistake and, mm. and, mm. and really try something new. 
I, I love that approach. And, and I think you're absolutely right. Mm. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this right now would, would, would totally agree with you. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm slightly scared by the fact that you say that, that as adults, we're, we're always modeling. Yes. Uh, it suddenly <laughs> makes you wonder about yeah. all the things that you yeah. do around your own children, <laughs> yes. whether at work or whether mm. at work or, or in the home life mm. even. Mm. Okay. So, so some people I'm just thinking would, would, would imagine that all of this technology for mm. children is, is not a good thing, especially yeah. younger children. Mm. Uh, what would you say to someone who had a concern about that? That concern is absolutely valid. I think in terms of the the the, the information and technology is out there, it can be feel I can and feel like it's really overwhelming at times. Wasn't it Steve Jobs who who famously said that he wouldn't give his own children an yeah. iPad or something? Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and it's I think it's it's very much about it almost comes it comes into a conversation about screen time and I, i'm trying to go away from the word screen time because it ends up being a bit of a taboo there's mm -hmm. there's recommendations out there so the world health organization recommends roughly two hours a day for a child between five and 18 and then there are recommendations for younger than that that you should be doing less and that's completely true like if you if i if you walked into a classroom a nursery year one year two classroom and you stayed there for the day and they spent most of the day on an, on an iPad or a device, you'd be going, what the heck is going on? Mm, you'd be worried. Yeah. You'd be worried. But mm. and, and that, that, this isn't what this is about. This is about learning in a, in a different way, but in mm. a blended approach with the traditional methods that we already have in terms mm. of those fine motor skills, those fine motor skills of reading, writing, communicating are really important and they're never going to go away. And it's mm. about using technology at the right time that suits the learner at that time. There are some children that will be on a device more because it's more beneficial for them. Mm. Some children who really, really struggle with writing and every teacher will know that they've had that child in the front of them going, they, you, you've just spent an hour and they've been able to write two sentences, but mm. you put a, a computer in front of them and they've written half a they've typed up half a page. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and then and the, the empowerment that that gives that a, and the agency that gives that child to continue onwards mm -hmm. is, is incredible. So I think the positives mm -hmm. outweigh the, the, the worries. I think mm -hmm. it's, it's about a balanced approach in schools. Um, and, and it's about how you use your screen time and it's about where, how you use it at home as well. So it's, it's a partnership between the parents and the school and the whole community is like, what is, what does the use of devices look like for you as a family cohort? What does it look like for us as a community? I find that I spend, if I reflect on my, if reflect on my use of a digital device, I would say I use it way too much. And I think quite, I think quite a lot of us are guilty of that as well. I'm sure and, you're right. Hmm. And so then let come back to that modeling point, it goes, Right. What? Well, if you say if you're going to be strict and you're going to say right only two hours a day on a device, how much have you been on it at school? You then need to say the same thing for yourself mm. as well as a parent. Ooh, you need to go yeah. right. Oh, and that's and that's a really <laughs> difficult one because you're it saying yeah. and because you're saying at that point you're modelling. You're saying right, you can't have this, but I can. Yeah. And you're you're saying this is really bad for you, but why so but i'm going to continue to do it and we might even try and justify it to ourselves yes. by saying yeah. oh well i'm on ocado and that's yeah. for the family yeah but, exactly but it's still screen time it's isn't still it? screen time and it's still taking you away from real conversations with 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 your children at home in the evenings yeah and I, and then that that's the that's the important message that um that's i think to get across with this is that it's down to each individual cohort to do that in terms of the cohort of your family or the cohort of the school of what what they think is beneficial each individual teacher will go today we're not even like 
some days I, I remember in my year five classes, um, I'd go through most of a week and I wouldn't get a device out and I'd be head of digital learning. I'd get teach, I'd come into my class and they'd do an observation and I wouldn't have mm-hmm. a device out and they'd be like, well, I thought you'd have this jazzy lesson. I said, <laughs> well, because no, it's, it, because it's not, it's not always right and it's not mm-hmm. always beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's down to each individual cohort. It's down to individual time. Um, some you can all, you, I talk a lot about positive screen time. So, what have you gained out of that time you've been on screen? Oh, nice! I like that. So, yeah. like, so in mm. terms of like, so if if you've been on a screen for an hour in an evening, what have you gained from that hour of being on mm. that screen? So, l- last night I was buying yeah. Christmas presents for my wife. Okay, uh, it's, it, that, that, I'm sure she'd approve of that. <laughs> she'd approve of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's that's a really interesting way of looking at it. I think because you know, for, for children and adults alike, I mean, possibly more so for adults, because you know, then it's really challenging yourself as to as to as to how you are using that time online. But also, it's it's almost like viewing the time online as an expense. And what, yeah. what are you getting in return yeah. for that expense? And it's acknowledging the fact that it's not so good for you. But actually, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't ever do it because, yeah. you know, yeah, okay. And, 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 no, and I like that. And what's interesting as well is there's counter arguments, there's counter studies. There's always, there's always one study that will say, uh, X amount of screen time is bad for you, but then mm. very quickly you can find another 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 study that's found that's um, that's reviewed. I think it was it was a health organization in America that reviewed about twenty thousand families, and they said we haven't really seen the percentage terms. We haven't seen a detrimental effect on children's mental health. Okay. So again, it comes down to how you're using that screen time. Mm. Is it positive mm. screen time? Is it sat? in a room on your own screen time is mm-hmm. it is it uh are you what are you learning from that like mm. so there's there's so much in, there's so much amazing so many amazing videos out there about um for example how a volcano works mm. like you um screen time also doesn't just isn't just computers as well it's remembering that sat in front of a tv as a family you might mm. actually say that's positive screen time you're spending mm. time as a family yeah. i know one of the teachers of as, as a family cohort have decided one of the, his daughters had come up and said, I want to watch this, but I want to watch it all together. So actually oh, okay. that's, a fam- that's a family moment. That's yeah. a family time, but mm. they're all watching it. They're all, they're all within that one moment. Mm. And they're all laughing at the yeah, same thing yeah, or yeah, becoming yeah, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, so, that's and, really interesting. And I remember, I remember growing up saying, you can't sit in front of the TV, you'll get square eyes. And yeah. at the moment I haven't got square eyes as far as I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's take it back into school for the moment then. Um, tell me a bit about the future of digital learning at All Hallows. How does that look? Uh, very exciting, I think. Um, the um, we've got the smart boards, we've got the Google Classroom, and we've got um, a program called Lumio, which is really exciting. Which mm-hmm. means that teachers can develop their lessons and they can add quizzes and competitions quite really, really easily. Um, and then that, that's seeing children with more um, engagement within their lessons, and that's a, and we've already started to see that as well. Um, we've got iPads in classes, and um, that they can be booked out for certain classes. And the, the language teachers have gone gone for, gone really well with it. And it, the it's really he says he's seen so much more engagement from the children for his language lessons oh, really? since he Gosh. started using these quizzes. Mm. And um, the the proof will be in the pudding when we start doing these doing assessments, because at the end of the day, it's a this is about outcomes as well. It's mm-hmm. it's about if we can engage the I suppose the hypothesis is if you've got a greater engagement, a greater um, greater fun of lear- a love of learning, enjoyment of learning, that hopefully mm. you should have better outcomes at the end. But mm. the proof will be in the pudding. 
Mm. Um, uh, longer term or shorter to medium term, really, we're looking at one-to-one devices for mm. our um, older students in school. And um, when you say one-to-one devices, what do you mean exactly? Uh, so that would be Chromebooks. So Chromebooks, so that's where they can, t- their year sevens and eights will be walking around with a Chromebook in their backpacks. I see, and then right. the fives and sixes will be um, uh, taking, having them probably based in their classrooms because they're more classroom based, whereas our sevens and eights are more uh, mobile around the school. Okay, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so that's really exciting because then that, that brings, that opens up access to the curriculum to everybody and that's just where i've seen i think the biggest benefit is for children who struggle to access the curriculum whether that's um, um english as additional language we have quite a lot of foreign borders at the school so um google translate is an amazing function and mm-hmm. it, it's it's amazing what it can actually do now as well um then you've got things like speech to text text to speech where um, i've written up some notes for this lesson and i can click a button and that could be all read back to me. Mm. Um, I had one child come into me uh, yesterday who's been using a one-to-one device, their own one-to-one device. And the amount he had written or typed up, actually it wasn't even typed up, it was from a speech. It was a speech-to-text function. So oh gosh, he, really? Wow. He, so, so he had spoken his paragraph or his, his story out. He'd written the story. The only th- and then he... Yeah, the reason they came to me is like, oh, so how do we use the how do we use the text to speech function again? again? Mm. So I showed them that, and then we both sat, we all sat there and listened to it, and we were like, well, what's wrong with that? And it's like, mm. well, it hasn't got any. Like she doesn't stop, she doesn't take a breath. I was mm. like, well, so what's missing then? Full stops. Okay, cool. So now we're 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 at a stage where the content is there. We can add more to it, and we're just mm. developing that. And and that was that was an honestly an amazing moment for that child to go. Well, look how much I've done. Mm-hmm in the same t- same amount of time as everybody else. Whereas mm. previously I'm like, t- you feel like you can feel like the energy sapping away from them as soon as you say you've got to write a page. Yeah. And, yeah. and that as a, that as a teacher is like the hardest bit. It's like the most yeah. demoralizing bit. Yeah. No, of course. Of course. Mm. Um, Chris, I'm keeping an eye on time. I would love to ask you if we had more time, I'd love to ask you about AI and mm. AI in the classroom, yeah. Helping, yeah, yeah, yeah. helping teachers, helping children mm. learn as well. Maybe we should do a separate podcast episode on that. It'd be good to gauge interest to find out whether or not people would like to know more about that. It is so interesting. Like, it's constantly my email, not my email box, but there's so much stuff on AI. It's the big buzzword, AI. And, and the key thing now is, is not jumping too soon. Mm-hmm. as 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 uh, as a digital lead it, it's very easy just to go that's the next big thing mm-hmm. it's about understanding it doing the research around it so we've done a lot of research for our um digital strategy to make sure that we're doing the right things and really back up the reasons why we're doing this mm-hmm. and I, I believe we've got a really good backing for that and it's the same with the ai we just got to make sure that when we go for it, that we're not opening up Pandora's box of yeah of just of <laughs> just so it's it, it's so much information and sometimes too much as we all know too much information can just become overwhelming so it's just mm-hmm. about managing that but yeah. at the same time it has the op- the possibilities are are amazing mm. and well maybe um, in a few months time we should do an episode on that and yeah you may, yeah, you may well be coming back and speaking <laughs> yeah. as the school yeah. expert on that um chris we need to bring this to a close if anybody has heard anything and they want to get in touch with you what's the best way they should do that uh send me an email um cpope at allhallowschool.co.uk okay excellent we'll put a link to that in the show notes but in the meantime thank you for being here it's been really good talking to you yeah thank you
So there we are. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, please do get in touch with the school. But in the meantime, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.